Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in La Fortuna, Costa Rica today with my new friend, Nikki Solano of Pura Vida, eh? Nikki moved to Costa Rica from Canada because her husband was a white rider rafting tour guide. She quickly fell in love with the country and all that La Fortuna has to offer. In this episode, Nikki tells us about the volcanic hot springs, hanging bridges in the jungle, and the Arnal volcano. You hear these three fun stories and so much more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash La Fortuna. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Nikki, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, thanks so much for having me. So today we're talking about La Fortuna in Costa Rica. I've been to Costa Rica a few years ago, but I hadn't heard of La Fortuna before we had a chance to meet. So what's your connection to the, to the city? Well, originally, I moved to La Fortuna because my Costa Rican husband worked there. He was a whitewater rafting guide and a safety kayaker at the time, um, and he lived there. So I actually moved there to be with him. And then a few years into our time there in La Fortuna, we built our business, and then we just kind of stayed. We just fell in love with it. We did a lot of traveling around Costa Rica, but we just felt like La Fortuna was home. And today it remains one of two places in Costa Rica that we call home. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Costa Rica before and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I can, I can understand why you'd want to stay there. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, there's way more reasons to come here than to ever leave. So, Absolutely. So if you were to think of La Fortuna and like the people in the town and had to describe them in a couple words, how would you do that? Okay, so for describing La Fortuna as a town, I would say bustling. And to describe the people there, I'd probably go with service-minded. And the reason I pick service-minded is because La Fortuna is different than any other destination you'll find here in Costa Rica. So it's so touristy. And I know that's a bit of a turnoff for some people, but it's honestly the epicenter of adventure in Costa Rica. So if you have any interest in being active uh, while you're traveling, you definitely need to make La Fortuna a spot on your travel itinerary. And tourism, because it's so popular here, it's something that's valued really highly by the locals. So it, uh, it provides a lot of opportunities for employment, for one. And I think for that reason, the locals here really appreciate tourists and are very welcoming of tourists. And there's also a lot of competition that exists between the businesses here. And I think that's really important because it drives up the level of service that the employees provide and that travelers end up receiving. And so great customer service is uh, definitely a goal of most companies here. And since so many people live and work in the tourism industry, they're really service-minded. And I think that translates to positive experiences for travelers. No, that's fantastic. Sometimes I, I hate to see this in certain destinations around the world is that they almost like take the tourists for granted. It's like they just, oh, they're going to come here anyways. They're going to spend their money. So we don't have to give them that service. And so that's great that they're appreciative of the people recognizing because they can, tourists can go anywhere in the world they want to go. That's right. And for them to choose your town and to choose to spend their money there to help build your economy, you, you have to show a little bit of respect for that. 
That's right. And you you definitely feel it all over Costa Rica, but there are some kind of pockets of the country you can go to where where tourists are welcome, but they're not really welcome with such open arms is what the people would offer in La Fortuna. So I really noticed that difference when I'm in La Fortuna versus when I travel to other places. When you're here, it just feels like you're almost part of the big La Fortuna family. <laughs> nice, nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So when people are thinking of coming to visit La Fortuna, obviously you're in Latin America, so the weather is pretty great year round, right? It is, yeah. La Fortuna, just because of its location, it's in a lowland area. It's usually consistently warm. So you can expect a lot of humid, hot, kind of muggy days, um, especially during the dry season, which usually runs between January and April. And that's also the best time of year to come if weather is something that's really important to you. But you can also get into rain. I mean, this is the rainforest. So rain is common throughout the year. Um, We see the highest amount of rainfall between September and November. So if you're not interested in being, you know, wet fairly frequently, it's best to avoid those months. But those are also, on the flip side, they're also the least expensive times to travel. So if you're on a budget, you definitely want to come during that green, low, wet season period so you can help uh, save a buck. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. When people are thinking of coming to La Fortuna, I know they're like the two big airports are San Jose and Liberia. And La Fortuna is kind of like in the middle of those two, right? La Fortuna, ideally, sits right in the middle of the two international airports that Costa Rica has. So like you mentioned, there's the the SJ01 Santa Maria Airport, which is just outside of San Jose, and that's Costa Rica's capital city. And there's another city called Liberia, which is also a big city, and it has the LIR Daniel Oduber Quiros Airport. And La Fortuna is about a three-hour drive from both of those airports. So it's smack dab in the middle. doesn't matter which airport you end up flying into. La Fortuna is easily accessible. For me, I, I flew down when I was in California on, on Alaska Airlines to Liberia. I know San Jose also, that's serviced by a lot of, air, a lot of airlines. Mm-hmm. And then once we get to either one of those two airports to get to La Fortuna, is there another like, flight we can take to get there? Do we take a bus? How do we get there? Do we rent a car? Sure. So there's a ton of options. If you're the type of traveler that likes to have a rental car and drive yourself around, you can definitely rent a car. Both airport areas have tons of car rental agencies, so it's easy to get one. Um, The drive actually isn't too bad from either airport to La Fortuna. It's, It's a bit curvy. There's some mountainous areas, but the roads are paved, they're highways, so they're fairly easy to drive. If you don't want to drive your own car, you can do one of a couple things. You could Rent a shared shuttle service, which means you're essentially buying a ticket on a tourist van and sharing the transport with other travelers. You can also rent what's called a private transfer service, which is the same uh, transportation vehicle as a shuttle, but you're renting it for yourself. So um, usually families with kids or larger travel groups prefer that option. You can also take a public bus. The local transit system here is fabulous. Buses usually run on schedule. They don't use chicken buses, as people commonly (laughs) think. Um, They're kind of like coach buses. They're usually air conditioned. Sometimes they're not, but they have windows you can open. Um, They're quite comfortable. So no problems there. You can, oh, you can take something called city to city transportation inclusive tours, which are 
really a neat idea, to be honest. Some tour operators here have created adventure tours like whitewater rafting tours or zip lining tours, and they'll pick you up in one city. You do the tour on the way, and then they'll drop you off in a new city after the tour is done, and your transportation between cities is included. So um, you could essentially fly in, spend the first night at the airport, get picked up the next day, do an adventure tour, and get dropped off in La Fortuna for free. So there's lots of ways to get here and to leave here. Uh, that sounds really cool. I mean, that that's kind of like a really cool way to to see different parts of the of the country on the way to your ultimate destination. It is, and it's a great way to save money and time too. Because, for instance, if you flew in, spent the first night by the airport, and then you rented a car, took a shuttle to La Fortuna. By the time you get to La Fortuna, you might have missed a particular tour for the day, so you might actually have to wait until the next day to go rafting, for example. But if you book the the tours that include transportation, you kind of kill two birds with one stone, as they say. So you get your transfer and the tour all in the same day. So it's a really neat and efficient way of traveling here. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but what would you say is kind of like the average cost of if you want to do like the shared shuttle versus the private versus like, say, the bus? Prices are about roughly the same from either Liberia or San Jose. So to get to La Fortuna, I'd budget about $50 per person for a seat on a shared shuttle. And that's for the one-way service. Private transfers are more expensive, but again, you're renting the driver and the whole vehicle for yourself. So they could be upwards of two to $250 for the one-way service. But again, you're splitting the cost between your family group, right? So if you have a group of four to five people um, and you split the cost, it can be quite effective. Okay. Rental car costs vary depending on whether you get a, a car, a non-four-by-four vehicle, or a larger SUV. So that kind of depends on a lot of different factors, how long you rent for and such. And the city to city transportation inclusive tours depend on the exact tour that you pick. But I'd budget about $100 for the tour, but that includes the transportation between cities as well. Okay. And what about the bus? I mean, uh, I don't think I would take the bus. I would, I'd want something to be a little bit faster, but some people are a little bit more budget minded. And I think that would probably be one of the, the, the less expensive options, right? Definitely. I mean, by bus, you could probably do it for $10 a person. It takes a little longer. Obviously, buses travel a little slower and some routes, you don't have the direct route. So you might have to stop off in one city and wait and catch, you know, another bus. But it's definitely the least expensive. Like I said, you could do it for about 10 bucks. Nice, nice. So now we're in La Fortuna. I'm not sure how big of a city it is, but uh, when we're thinking about picking our hotel or Airbnb or wherever we're staying, are there certain parts of the town that we should really focus in, in where we should get our reservation at? So La Fortuna is quite small. Just to give you an idea, it only has a population of about 15,000 people. It feels a lot busier because there's so many travelers that come here. So that there's always people around, but it's actually quite small. It's about six blocks east-west and two blocks north-south. So it's um, small and walkable. That being said, most people who come here choose to stay on the outskirts of town. And that's mainly because the town's biggest attraction is the Aronel Volcano. And it sits about 12 kilometers west of downtown La Fortuna. And there's a ton of accommodations that circle around the volcano. And people opt to stay there because the volcano views are so great. Also, because of the proximity of the volcano, some properties have hot springs on site, like volcanic hot springs, which is also another attraction. Yeah. So um, you can definitely come to La Fortuna and stay in the downtown core if you want to. But most people choose to head west and stay kind of around the volcano. That sounds really cool. Hot tubs are a nice uh, a nice attraction for a lot of places, <laughs> but if you can have an actual hot spring right there, that'd be I think that would be way better. 
They're wonderful. <laughs> Let me tell you, after a long, busy travel day, there's nothing better than just soaking in a natural mineral pool. <laughs> and they're big business here. I know La Fortuna has 12 different hot spring attractions, and those are in addition to hot springs that private hotels offer on site. So you definitely have your pick. Uh, they range in budget and size and design and what have you, but there are a lot of hot springs here. If that's something you want to do, I mean, you'll have your pick of them. Right on. Okay. So are most of the hotels, are they like local brands or some of the international brands like you Marriott and Hilton, some of those more well-known brands, or do you have a kind of a mix? No, you know, to be honest, you can't really find brand name hotels in La Fortuna. It's kind of a small town. It does have some big properties and some big resorts, but they're mainly owned by locals. Most are owned by Costa Ricans, although expats, you know, have some. But, you know, you wouldn't find your Hiltons or your Hyatts or your Marriott's here like you would, say, on the Pacific Coast, where there's a lot of um, all-inclusive resorts. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Now, because we're traveling, say, from the U.S. or other countries to come to Costa Rica, one thing I forgot to ask about earlier is whether or not we need, uh, obviously need a passport to, to visit, but do we need a, a visa or any sort of other documents in order to be able to come into the country? Some tourists do. It depends where you're originating from. So North American travelers do not at the current time. So if you're from, say, Canada, the U.S., you don't need a visa to come to Costa Rica. There are some flagged countries that do. But uh, the government website has a list so you can kind of identify if you come from a different country other than Canada and the U.S., you can see if you do need a visa. Otherwise, nothing really is needed other than you need to be able to show that you will leave the country within 90 days of, of your entry. So you'll have to be able to show the immigration officer that you have a round trip ticket to leave Costa Rica or a bus pass to Nicaragua or to Panama, or you can show them your cruise itinerary. Some people arrive via cruise ships, so you can show them that you'll be uh, leaving Costa Rica on a certain day. They just want to make sure that you're not coming with the intention of staying. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. The, the reason I kind of brought that up and it, it stuck my memory is like, okay, so we're used to hotel prices here in the U.S., and when we're thinking about you know, going to international countries, sometimes we, we do these trips because we know it can be a bargain when we're looking at, at prices. When we're talking about the hotels that you were mentioning, what would you say kind of the average prices of a, of a hotel? Oh, in La Fortuna, it's a, there's a big range, to be honest. So in downtown La Fortuna is typically where you'll find the, the economic accommodation. So you'll find hostels, some Airbnb rentals. You'll also find some standard hotels. And they can run anywhere. I mean, at a hostel, you could get it for maybe $20, $25 a night um, in a shared room. A standard hotel might run you something 65 to 75 a night in the low season. Could go up to maybe 100 in the high season. Uh, once you get out of the downtown core and you head west closer to the volcano, prices increase as well. So you can expect to pay maybe $100 a night in the low season, anywhere up to, say, 150 to 200 for a standard to superior quality hotel. And then there's a few resorts that sky's the limit. There's one that's a couple thousand dollars a night. So it definitely depends on your budget and uh, the type of quality of experience you want to have. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're willing to pay a lot of money, they, they, will, right. find a, they will find a way to, to accommodate that for you. That's right. There's over a hundred <laughs> hotels here. So, I mean, there's something for everyone, which is really great. But I mean, if you're on a tight budget, that's okay. If you're on your honeymoon, you're wanting to splurge, that's okay too. I mean, you'll find everything here. Oh, right on. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of the things to do when we're there. Obviously, there's the volcano. We talked about the hot springs. What are some of the other things to do uh, when we're there in La Fortuna? 
Oh my gosh, there's so much. <laughs> um, so you can do pretty much everything you can do in Costa Rica. You can do in La Fortuna, uh, with the exception of going to the beach. So La Fortuna is an inland destination. You don't have any beach here, but we have pretty much everything else. So you can visit the volcano. You can do hikes in national parks. You can soak in hot springs. You can go whitewater rafting or zip lining or waterfall rappelling. If you enjoy nature, you can take a safari float down a, a calm, peaceful river where there are a lot of opportunities to see wildlife. You could go bird watching, you tour hanging bridges. There is so much to do here. Pretty much anything that you would want, La Fortuna has. And the good thing about that is that it's great for families. So there's a lot of stuff that's suitable for young children. There's a lot of stuff that's suitable for adults. Yeah, you can find it all here. Well, that sounds great because I, I normally travel with my kids there. Right now, they're five and nine. And so uh, I like to have definitely some family-oriented attractions to be able to experience. So uh, you kind of mentioned a lot of things there. Let's kind of step back. Sure. Uh, like you mentioned the, the hanging bridges and everything. Uh, I think one of them, for my research, is something called the Skywalk Hanging Bridges. Yeah, so La Fortuna has two kind of key hanging bridges parks. Um, one is run by a company called Sky Adventures, and their hanging bridges experience is called the Skywalk Hanging Bridges. Um, the other one is run by a company called the Mystico Park, and they offer the Aranel Hanging Bridges. So those are primarily the two that you'll come across if you're researching a trip. They're similar in the sense that you do the same thing while you're there. So uh, you hike through the rainforest, you cross a series of hanging bridges. Uh, some of them are suspended really high above the rainforest canopy. So you can look down on the trees and see views of the Aranel volcano in the distance. The difference between the two is I find the Mystico Park hanging bridges are a little bit easier and a little bit shorter of a tour. So when I have families, especially families with younger children, I typically recommend they stick with the mystical park hanging bridges. On the flip side, the Sky Adventures Aeronel uh, Skywalk hanging bridges are, are, are a thrill, to be honest. It's a more challenging hike. It's a longer tour. You pass by two beautiful waterfalls along the way. So if you're, if you don't have the young kids and you're up for a challenge and you kind of want that deep forest hiking experience, then I would go with the, with the Skywalk hanging bridges. Okay. That sounds really cool. Now, when you talk about those tours, what, how long would you say people should budget time for, for each one of those? Sure. So if you have the option to go with a guide or on your own for both parks. So if you went on your own, obviously the, the pace at which you hike will determine the duration, but at minimum, I'd give yourself about an hour and a half at the Mystico Park or about two to two and a half at the Aranel Skywalk. And then if you do a guided tour, because the guide tends to make stops along the way and explains things as he or she goes, I'd add an extra hour. So say two and a half at Mystical Park, and then say three and a half at the Aranel Skywalk. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of different hikes and a lot of different uh, waterfalls and things of that nature. One of the waterfalls that, that's right there is uh, actually named after the city, right? The La Fortuna yeah. Waterfall. <laughs> that's right. Is that part of one of these hikes or is that like a different hike? It's a different hike. Um, it's actually located in a different place on the opposite side of the volcano. So you'd have to get there separately. If you have a rental car, you can drive there with your car. You can rent a bike in downtown and bike or even walk out if you wanted to, um, or you can taxi out to the waterfall if you want as well. I love that waterfall. It's beautiful. It's very photogenic. And the best thing about it is that it's kind of divided into two parts. So 
once you pay your entrance fee and you walk a little bit, you get to this place where there's this lookout and you can see this waterfall, this white waterfall slicing through this wall of just lush rainforest. It's spectacular. And if your mobility is impaired or you don't have a lot of time, you can get to that lookout spot and take your photos and then you can backtrack and leave. Otherwise, what most other people do is they hike down this long set of steps. Be forewarned, it's quite a hike. <laughs> you hike all the way down to the steps to the waterfall's base, and there you can swim. Um, you can take photos from the bottom of the waterfall. It's just, it's beautiful. You can refresh yourself in the spray and the mist that's in that area, and uh, it's a great experience. That sounds really great. So we talked a little bit earlier about some of the different hot springs. One that I think you shared with me, and we're going to have a picture of this in the show notes, is the and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, the Tabacon uh, Hot Springs? Yeah, very clear. I say Tabacon, but yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about that one? Sure. So Tabacon tends to be one of the most popular hot springs in La Fortuna. It was the first hot springs in La Fortuna, so there's a bit of history there. And what makes Tabacon unique is that the hot springs that you'll find there are part of a natural flowing river. So at some of the other hot spring properties in La Fortuna, what they do is the property pumps the thermal water from the volcano up from the ground and then contains it in pools that you soak in. Whereas at Tabacon, the thermal water flows directly from the volcano down the mountain through the property of Tabacon, and you actually step into the river to enjoy the hot springs there. So it's a very natural experience. It's very different than the other hot springs in that it's an, actually a river that you're stepping into. So you're stepping on rocks. The current of the water is, can be quite speedy sometimes. So it, it's almost like you're, you're bathing in a river, but the river has thermal water from the volcano. So it's very therapeutic, very relaxing. And at night, it's just gorgeous. That sounds incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a relaxing stay in the hot springs <laughs> right now, you know? Okay, well, before we get going, I definitely want to, I don't want to miss out on talking about some of the, the great food that's there in Costa Rica. I know that my wife, is, you know, she's Hispanic and it's just some of the flavors and everything is so incredible. So let's talk about some of the places to eat or in some of the types of food that, that are specialized there. Sure. So in Costa Rica, and this isn't specific just to La Fortuna, so anywhere in Costa Rica, you can find restaurants that are called sodas. And these sodas are authentic Costa Rican kind of family style restaurants. They're very informal. They're usually very inexpensive. And they always sell the best Costa Rican food. So if you have an interest in eating typical Costa Rican food when you're here, you have to check out a soda. Um, most cities, including La Fortuna, have a few. But my favorite of all sodas in La Fortuna is one called Soda Biques. And Biques is it's spelled with a V, although it sounds like a B and it's the name of the owners. But you can find it down this little side road just off the main drag in downtown La Fortuna. And the, the cool thing about it is that it has this small little buffet bar at the back of the restaurant. And most tourists wouldn't know that they can go up to that buffet bar and they can order items that are available and prepared that day. So what I do, I walk into the restaurant, I sit down, I just ask for a custom plate of whatever they have prepared that day. And you can get all different kinds of Costa Rican delicacies. So you could get meat dishes, rice dishes, fried yuca. Yuca is a vegetable, very similar to potato. So when they fry it, it's almost like French fries. Um, you can get a variety of salads. Costa Rica has tons of pasta salads and green salads and 
even something called ensalada rusa, which is Russian salad with potato and hard-boiled egg and all of these things that you might not know about and you definitely have never tried before. You can try samples of all of them all in one place on one plate at this soda. So if you go, make sure you go check out the little buffet bar at the back. And if anything piques your interest, just ask one of the waitresses to put a couple spoonfuls on your plate and give it a go. There you go. That sounds really good. So when we're thinking of like maybe breakfast or a dinner or something like that, what are some of the other types of restaurants or some of the other types of local foods maybe we should try? Okay, so my favorite Costa Rican meal of all is something called gallo pinto, which is the quintessential Costa Rican breakfast dish. So every Costa Rican eats gallo pinto for breakfast, and I recommend you do the same if you come. Gallo pinto is a mix of usually white rice and black beans, and sometimes there's a bit of cooked onion or sweet pepper thrown in with a hint of salt and a little bit of the herb cilantro. And then they usually finish it off with a splash of um, what's called Lozano sauce, which is Costa Rica's favorite kind of special sauce. Um, It's delicious and it's eaten every single day for breakfast. So the good news is, is you can get it pretty much anywhere you are. Every restaurant that opens early in the morning will have it for breakfast. And if you happen to stay at a hotel that includes breakfast in the cost of its rates, they will have Gallo Pinto available for breakfast. So if they If they have a breakfast buffet, you'll find what just looks like a mix of black beans and white rice available. And if you happen to have, you know, some hotels don't offer the buffet, they offer a la carte breakfast. So if you're given a menu, just order either the traditional option or what's sometimes called the typical option. And that 100% will give you Gallo Pinto. That sounds great. Well, we learned a lot about La Fortuna and Costa Rica, but now it's time for the final countdown. So if somebody only had time for one meal when they visit La Fortuna, where should they go and what should they eat? I would try casado, which is typically a lunch or a dinner dish. It can contain a lot. It can contain a meat, either, say, a pork or a beef or a chicken. There's usually rice mixed in. Sometimes it has a hard-boiled egg or an avocado slice or a fresh baked tortilla on the side. And I would go in La Fortuna to Soda La Parada, which is another soda, which is right on the main drag of La Fortuna. All right, that's good. Yeah, we're going to definitely include that one on the map for sure. Okay, I know you're not originally from Costa Rica, but you've been there a few years now. I'm sure you have a lot of great stories. So what's one of your most memorable stories? Sure. So I've been in Costa Rica for um, about 13 years now. So in 2007, I came here and there's so many stories. But my first and favorite one that I always tell people has to do with the Arnold Volcano. So my husband and I used to live in this small community that sits right at the base of the volcano, even closer to the volcano than La Fortuna is. And back when the volcano was still erupting, which was about a decade ago, um, sometimes it would wake us up in the middle of the night. And I remember just running to the front window of our house, watching these red fire lava rocks kind of tumble down the volcano. And one time when my parents were visiting us from Canada, we were spending the evening at one of the hot springs properties in town to celebrate my dad's birthday. And we were all gathered around this cake and we were singing happy birthday. And just as we finished the last line of the song, the volcano grumbled and erupted. And the timing was impeccable. And I swear to this day, nobody believes me, (laughs) but my parents and my husband and I know what happened. And it was just one of those once in a lifetime moments, especially now that the volcano has grown silent and isn't currently erupting. I just know I'll cherish that memory forever. That sounds really cool. I mean, it's like almost like a, like a, 
a fireworks show or something like that that you had scheduled for <laughs> for the birthday. Exactly. I couldn't have planned it better if I had tried. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So speaking of happy memories and everything like that, where's the happiest happy hour in La Fortuna? You know, honestly, La Fortuna isn't really known for its nightlife. But that being said, there are a few kind of cool, low-key bars that are fun places to hang out at. So I'd say one of the best is a little place called Lava Lounge, and it's on La Fortuna's Main Street. And it's just kind of a relaxed place to hang out at. Kind of has picnic table style seating, kind of glows at night with Twinkie lights. They usually have live music. Sometimes they host events like reggae nights. And it's just kind of a cool place to grab a Costa Rican beer or a cocktail. That sounds really cool. It's good to be able to just chill and relax and, and hang out with your friends and family. That's right. One thing I always do whenever I travel is eat a local pizza. Is there a, a good place for pepperoni pizza in La Fortuna? Of course. <laughs> so my favorite place to grab pizza in La Fortuna is at this little spot called Ancio, which is a great little Italian restaurant about a five minute walk west of downtown. It's run by this Costa Rican who he actually used to train under an Italian chef who has his own great Italian restaurant in the Monteverde area of Costa Rica called Tramonti. But anyway, Ancio makes the best thin crust wood fired pizza that you can have I'm going to say in all of Costa Rica, and you'll enjoy it in this really small, kind of rustic, relaxed setting. I mean, I've never been to Italy, but I would guess that this little restaurant is kind of what a Tuscan pizzeria would look and feel like. So during the first five years, I'd say, of my husband and I's relationship, I'd swear we were there every month for a date night out. It's great. (laughs) Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm all about the pizza, and that's really cool that, you know, sometimes when you travel, like you want a little bit of taste from home, right? Right, and right. Uh, you want to be able to tra- sample the local food and flavors, but sometimes you get that hankering for uh, for something that, that you're familiar with. For sure. So I know you travel quite a bit. Obviously, you travel to Costa Rica, you're in Canada, kind of all over the world. Uh, what's one of your best travel tips? Sure. So this kind of goes for all of the country, not just if you're planning a trip to La Fortuna. But I always say research your tours and your activities before you settle on your destinations and hotels. So the biggest mistake that I see travelers make time and time again when they're planning their trips to Costa Rica is they give themselves a set number of days and nights to spend in a particular town like La Fortuna, for example. And then they realize later that they should have given themselves either more or less time in that place. So I think a lot of people come to La Fortuna, not expecting there to be so much to do and to see. And they don't realize that they could easily fill a full week of activities just in this one place. Let's say they give themselves a day or two in La Fortuna and then they move on to somewhere else, possibly a new place that doesn't really offer a lot. And they wish they had had more time to spend in La Fortuna. So I always tell travelers, figure out what kind of experiences you wanna have in Costa Rica first and then plan the rest of your vacation around there. So once once you know what you wanna see and do in La Fortuna, for example, figure out how many days and nights you need to do all of those things and then book your hotels. Because it's almost always the travelers that book their hotels first, that they, they commit to those number of days and nights. Those are the ones that I always hear have the travel regrets. Oh, sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. Especially when you're traveling to someplace new that you're, you're not quite familiar with all the things to do there. That's right. Well, Nikki, I really appreciate you coming on the show, telling us all about La Fortuna and Costa Rica. I know I learned a lot, and I'm sure the listeners did as well. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and how people can connect with you? 
Sure. So you can find me a bunch of places online. First, you can find me at my blog, which is CostaRicaTravelBlog.com. If you're planning a trip to Costa Rica and you're interested in accessing free discounts for tours and activities while you're here, you can check out my business at PuraVitaA.ca. And also, if you're planning a trip, please consider purchasing Moon Costa Rica 2019, which is the Costa Rica guidebook that I just wrote and published through Moon Travel Guides. And you can find out more information about the book at moon.com. Of course, we're going to have links to all that in the show notes. Uh, Nikki, again, it's been a pleasure talking with you. We look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Awesome, Lee. Look forward to seeing you when you're here. Big thanks to Nikki for coming out to the show and sharing her tips for La Fortuna. Show her some love by following her on Twitter at Pura Vida, eh? Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about La Fortuna, Costa Rica. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash La Fortuna. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate sponsor of the show. Take advantage of our special limited time offer where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to Luva, Belgium to speak with Sophie Kuhlenberg of wonderfulwanderings.com. We talk about exploring the old market, walking in the botanical garden, and climbing the library tower for the best views of the city. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. 